It is Thursday, December 28th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by the St. John's River Water Management District. And now, a guy who'd like nothing more than to just sit around the house late at night waiting for the ball to drop, J.P. Shadrick. And welcome in. It is Jaguars Happy Hour on this Thursday, December 28th. We've got two hours of Jaguars football ahead. Coming up, it's week 17. The Panthers and the Jaguars coming up here at the bank, the final home game of the regular season. The Jaguars on the brink of something, <laughs> either the playoffs or watching them on TV. They're trying to stop the slide. A four-game losing skid for the Jags. We'll hear from the head coach, Doug Peterson, joining us in studio at 5 o'clock on the Jaguars radio network for the Doug Peterson Show. We'll get his thoughts on everything going on this week, of course. And we'll also hear from Fred Taylor. I caught up with him earlier today. He is a Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist for the first time for the class of 2024. We'll hear his reaction to hearing the news and how he found out. A lot of text messages for Fred. That's coming up at 5 o'clock. Jaguars Happy Hour brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. We're on 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube, the Panthers-Jaguars game presented by Johnson & Johnson. The makers of AccuView brand contact lenses making vision possible. Proudly, proudly based in Jacksonville and visit JJVision.com. Jeff Lagerman with me here in studio at the Miller Electric Center. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, JP. How the heck are you? I'm doing good, man. It's the holiday season. Yeah, that's the good thing. Um, <laughs> you act well, like that that's the only good thing. Oh, there's not a lot of cheer around here. I, these I'm, not, days. I'm not sensing any optimism in your voice, JP. I mean, come on, man. Well, I mean, it's. First place in the AFC South, two games to go, big game at home against the fellow expansion team, Carolina Panthers. Yes. It's the worst team in football. Yes. I like our chances. Yes. I like it. Okay. Well, I mean, on paper, yes, sure. You should play well against this team. However,. It aren't played on paper. Last I checked, and they are played on the grass. And in the last month, the Jaguars on the grass have been bad. It hasn't been good. And if they don't fix the amount of giveaways that they're allowing teams to get, then it's going to be a tough game to play against the Carolina Panthers. In the four-game losing streak, you've given the ball away ten times. And if you want to look to reason number one, that's at the top of the list. You can't turn the ball over that much and expect to win. It just, it's just not going to happen. And the, it continued this past game, uh, an interception early in the ball game. Uh, supposedly there was a lack of communication on that play. I don't know if it actually impacted or was the cause of the interception. I don't believe it was. But then you ended up having three more in the course of the game, three more giveaways. You know, you had a fumble and a fumble by trusted guy Evan Ingram. Can't do that. Nope. I had another interception on an overthrown ball, trying to get Evan Ingram across the middle. You had a fumble by Trevor Lawrence in the pocket. He tried to pull the ball back in for some reason, and I don't know why, because the throw was there. He should have just let the ball go to Tim Jones, who was running a little crossing route. But that's the disappointing thing is that you're, you're turning the ball over as an offense, and defensively you get the impression that that sucks the energy out of that side of the ball too, and they can't let the, the energy on the offense or the performance of the offense impact their performance. 
Health of the quarterback is also a priority this week. Right AC joint sprain in his throwing shoulder. And Ooh, that hurts. He has not practiced, at least in the, the public time today, the media. You ever have one time. of them? I don't know. I have. I, I haven't had it diagnosed, <laughs> I, I guess. I, I can tell you uh, it happened. Uh, it was in the Meadowlands, and I was coming in on the quarterback and, and had to dive over a, uh, one, of our, one of my fellow defensive linemen, and I dove over and landed on, on my arm, very similar to how Trevor did. And I, I want to say it was like a grade two sprained AC joint, whatever you want to call it, extremely painful. I mean, extremely painful. I mean, you couldn't even barely lift your arm to put your deodorant on after the game. And I, I kept playing, but, I mean, I had to, you know, I had to shoot it up mm. every week. You know, mm -hmm. so shooting it up, shooting it up, shooting it up. And it got worse to the point at the end of the season, I had to go in and have a surgery on that AC joint, and they did what they call an AC resection, which they basically go in with saw and cut the end of your collarbone off in that joint, I guess, to create more space. Um, that sounds pleasant. So for a quarterback, this is going to be a, and I don't know what grade he has. I know there's one grade one, grade two, grade three. Three is obviously the worst. One is the least. I don't know where he, his his AC sprain falls in in the category, but I can tell you, just like a pitcher, a quarterback has to have all components of the mechanical system working to be accurate, and if fingernails a little off or you got a little sprain of a finger on the throwing arm or the mm -hmm. shoulder it's going to be tough to play so this is you know this is not an ankle this is not a knee where you can maybe gut it out a little bit brace it up tape it up kind of a thing because this is directly related to throwing the football and i mean the other part of throwing mechanics in baseball if something in your throwing arm or motion is hurt then you have the tendency at times to overcompensate, and you can hurt some other things in the throwing motion. You could. Like, you know, lower extremity or, well, or something. That, that has happened, especially in pitching in baseball. Yeah, it, it, that could happen as well. Yeah. And here's the thing that I worry about is this offense has become so quarterback, passing-centric, focused, whatever you want to call it. This is not a good place to be. Okay, you're not performing well on offense. You're not scoring a lot of points in the last two ball games. Your quarterback has a shoulder. Mm -hmm. Your offense has been throwing the football constantly. You're not running the ball well. Your offensive line needs to perform better in, in, in run blocking and pass protection. It's not a good place to be. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I can, tell you, I can tell you this. Look, you got the worst team in football coming in here. The worst team in football with a young quarterback who has a long ways to go to get better, to make his team competitive. And this is also, again, I brought this up before, this is your expansion brother. You're at home with everything on the line. If you lose this game, you could be out of the playoffs. Again, if right. you lose this game, you could be out yeah. of the playoffs. The percentages go the wrong way in a hurry if you lose this one. And sure. if, 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 am I correct? Can't be eliminated this weekend. You cannot be eliminated. Cannot be eliminated, weekend. but you can. However, you can make it really hard. Exactly, because yeah. if you lose and then Indianapolis and Houston win, your chances just go shh. I mean, the division's pretty much done because they play each other next week. And that's the best chance to get in the playoffs, yeah. obviously, is winning the division. So then it's down to that. Now, the other part of it is if you win and they both lose, the Jags are, are handing out hats and shirts after the game. Division Correct. champs. Correct. They can clinch. Yes. 
So it can go from one extreme to the other. In a it's a lot riding on this ball game. It's a lot riding on this ball game. And the other games, if you look. Uh, Indi- who does Indianapolis have? I, I wrote these. Oh, uh, Raiders. Okay, they got the Raiders at Indianapolis. And Houston is at home against Tennessee. Yeah. Okay, so that's two big ball games. And they're all going to be happening at that same time. They're all Sunday 1 o'clock kicks. Yes, they are. And then the last week, Houston is at Indianapolis for the final matchup. So, uh, this is – I mean, the league has designed the schedule to have these divisional games at the end of the season for a reason. And is it not pure genius? Because it could come theater. down to the last week of the oh, yeah. season. Oh, yeah. It did last year. It, it, yeah, it certainly did. I mean, come on. Here at home against Tennessee with a win-and-get-in scenario. Jaguars happy hour. Jags fans want customized Jags furniture for your home? Check out ZipChair.com and browse all customizable options. ZipChair furniture for fans. We're on 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube. It's Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Logman. 5 o'clock, we'll have the Doug Peterson show and hear from the Jaguars head coach. Well, uh, you know, we're talking a lot about the offense. Let's continue there. Uh, Cam Robinson back on the practice field this week. The left tackle. He missed, uh, of course, four games early in the season with a suspension, uh, PED suspension, and has been back and then out. And now he's back on the practice field this week. Had the had a knee, right? That's right. And, had a knee. You know, it just there's been a revolving left side of the offensive line. Well, but it's been the most consistent and the most successful when Cam Robinson has been on the field. Well, the record st- says so. I think they'll have one loss when he's been in the lineup, which is amazing. But let's, let's kind of focus in just for a second here before we talk about Cam, about where they're at right now in this offensive line as far as on the left side because yeah. Walker Little has played and he's playing hurt. And if you watch the film, you can see that the hamstring is not 100% yet. Okay, and, and give him credit, he's gotten it out. Okay, so you, you give a player credit for playing hurt because availability is everything. At left guard, Ezra Cleveland has been playing the last two weeks, and you can see that he's kind of playing like a peg leg. He, he's playing hurt. So can they get better this week to say, okay, look, you know, Cam, you've got another week to kind of get back up to speed. I don't know that. We'll see. But, Ken, if, if those guys are, are – not going to be better this week. When I say those guys, both Walker and Ezra, okay, mm-hmm. can you do something different there? I don't know. Or if, let's say, Ezra's still bad and Walker Little's getting better and Cam's available, can Walker go to guard and then Cam play left tackle? I think there's some options there, and I don't know what's, what's going to happen exactly, but I think if you can get some of Cam's energy, if he has that energy, okay, when I say the energy, because you're not going to have energy if, unless you feel good. If he feels good and he has his energy, he helps this football team right away. And I think that he will play left tackle. And then you would say, okay, now what do we do? What do we do at left guard? If, if Ezra's not healthy and he's still peg-legging around, is Walker healthy enough to play guard? Well, maybe. Okay, maybe yeah. not. Maybe, maybe Ezra's better than Walker this week and then Ezra stays at guard. So – I don't know. But or maybe this is, they're both dinged up still and enough to sit them, and here comes Tyler Shatley in the fold. Well, I mean, there's a lot of options. There's a plenty of options. Or Blake Hans. I mean, there's, right. there, there is options there. Yep. But here we go again, okay, because last week Doug talked about the lack of continuity with the offensive line contributing to the lack of performance. Well, here we go again, mm. right? This is another change. And – 
do they get better with this change? And that remains to be seen, but I can tell you this. They, they need to play better up front. They need to start being not so quarterback dependent, especially if Trevor Lawrence is not playing. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. But uh, where's ETN at? Okay. How many rushing attempts did they have last week? I'm, I'm looking at the board. Jeez, not good. I'm, I'm looking at ETN. ETN had six carries in that ball game. Six yeah, carries. Not good. You know, Tank Big, Bigsby, zero. Uranus Johnson had one. Okay. On a, a game in which your quarterback didn't even practice until Friday, is that the recipe for success? Probably not. Yeah, running backs had seven carries in the game against Tampa. It didn't help that Tampa Bay came out and scored on every meaningful possession in the first half and then also the first two possessions of the second half. I mean, right out of the gate. I mean, they had, what, a 13-play drive to start the game, right? Right down the field. It was a 14-play, 69-yard drive. Field goal drive. the field goal. They were three or four on third downs. They kept it going, and they ran the clock, and they got a field goal. Okay, well, nothing after that for the Jags. Well, and here's here's the hard part. Let's say you want to come out, okay, and hypothetical here. Okay, Trevor can't throw the ball well, or you got a backup quarterback in the game in C.J. Beathard. Well, what's the first thing that you would like to do? Ignoring past performance and numbers and everything else, what would you like to do? I'd like to run. I'd like to run the ball a little bit, right? Probably run. Okay, yeah. so let's say that you are going to come out and take, we're going to run the ball. We're going to be committed to the run. We are running the ball. What what gives you confidence that you can? Right now, not a whole lot. That's the point. Can How, can you reverse the results and the commitment of running the football? And what are we, week 16? 17. 17. Can you change it in week 17? Can you change the way that you play in one week in week 17? That's hard to do. That's very hard to do. And here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, there was a dude that's wearing number 95 for the Carolina Panthers on the other side of the ball. Okay, and last name is Brown. Okay. Derek Brown, you're talking about. From Auburn. It it should be Superman across the back of the nameplate because the dude is something else. Okay, Derek Brown, who is from the great great school uh, school of Auburn. He was a first-round draft pick. Back in 2020, this guy is super strong. He is the best interior run defender that I have watched on film all year. Hands down. So they've got their hands full. And one guy in particular has got his hands full. And that's Brandon Sheriff. Because Derek Brown doesn't flop sides, JP. Mm -mm. Derek, remember back in in, in the days when the Jaguars had Henderson and Stroud? Yeah, sure. Two studs. Those guys played left and right. They didn't flip-flop. They were, it wasn't like one's a nose tackle and the other's a three technique and they're going to flip based on strength call or anything of that nature. Okay, I believe it was Stroud on the left, Henderson on the right. That's how it was going to be. Well, this week, Derek Brown is going to be on the defensive left side. So he's going to be on top of Sheriff. Might be a little bit over to the inside shoulder of Anton Harrison. And then he's probably going to see a little bit of the center. And this is going to be a tremendous battle. If I'm, if I'm the network, I'm, I'm putting a camera on that guy. 
and and see how he does against Luke Fortner and Brandon Sheriff because this is the guy that, that can wreck a day. We're on 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube. It's not really confidence building right there. I well, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying that the challenge is large. You know, Carolina has uh, a top five defense, and one of the reasons why they're ranked so high, a lot of people say, well, how can they be ranked high? Their offense doesn't score a lot of points, so a lot of teams aren't exactly aggressive with their defense. And we'll get to that offense for the Panthers when we come back, how the Jaguars defend that. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District, Florida's water. It's worth saving. You get in situations like that where where you feel or you come away with uh, you know a, a feeling that that um, you know a team you know they, they were they were playing for the same things that we were playing for right and and they they did everything they needed to do to win the game and, and we didn't um, but yeah you 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 know you lean on the, the leadership council the leaders of your team um, lean on the coaches uh, more and um, you know just just lock in and focus uh, during the week and then prepare for another game uh, this Sunday. That's Doug Peterson, of course, Jaguars head coach earlier this week. And welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour, brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. Jaguars Happy Hour on 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube as well. A lot of folks in town this weekend for the Gator Bowl. Uh, Clemson, Kentucky. Correct. I saw tomorrow. I saw some Kentucky and Clemson folks walking around outside yeah. earlier today. Plenty yeah. of them. Should be a nice matchup. And, uh, of course, the Panthers-Jaguars game coming up Sunday as well here at the bank, the final Jaguars home game of the regular season. And the Panthers uh, roll in here with um, just an awful record, but um, they played a solid game last week against the Packers and the best game yeah. I think of the year for Bryce Young the number one overall pick out of Alabama and a guy who's been beat up and battered and knocked around in his rookie year and you know what um, they got a win a couple weeks ago against Atlanta in sloppy conditions uh, like nine to seven or something and then they come uh, and, and play hard against the Packers last week so all right, they're still out there. They're still slinging it around, and you give Bryce Young enough time, he's going to carve you up a little well, bit. Well, I don't know about that. I wouldn't he's go got the, the ability. I wouldn't go that far. The number one no, pick I for a reason. I, I wouldn't go that far. Look, he's been, you don't like him? No, well, I mean, I like him eventually, but the reality is is that his performance all year long has been lacking. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why Frank Wright got fired. Hmm. It wasn't because Bryce Young was great. It was because – Bryce Young wasn't looking very good, and the guy that was picked down in Houston is looking good. True. And he's back to, uh, today, by the way, off concussion protocol. C.J. Stroud you're talking about. So, yeah, and look, Bryce Young is uh, – and, J.P., I'm not trying to criticize him. I'm just trying to be no. honest. His performance this year has not been great. His, uh, he's a small-statured quarterback that has been struggling. And that's just a fact. And this past game was his best game as a pro – he had around 110 quarterback rating, which is very solid. And uh, he put up 30 points, which was a season high for Carolina. But the reality is they're scoring about 15 points a game. Yeah. Okay, and a lot of the points that they're scoring 
has been at the end of ball games where they're just playing catch up and the opponent has been up on them. And so how many points have they scored in a, in a meaningful moment of the game? I don't know. But I, if the Jaguars get up early on Carolina, I, it would do two things. One, I think it would give this football team a little positive encouragement of where they are and what they're doing, which I think is critical. They need that, especially when you've lost four games in a row. But it would also allow some doubt to creep into the minds of the Carolina Panthers, who, by the way, are already probably starting to pack up their stuff for the offseason. So fast start is going to be imperative in this ballgame. And Carolina has not been particularly good in the first quarter of ballgames this year. They've, they've scored an average of like 2.46 points a game in their first quarter. Okay, so if you're the Jaguars, you've got to come out and – and try to get on the board quick to give yourself that encouragement and to give them a little bit of anxiety. Is this one defensively for the Jaguars? Do you do you pressure him? Do you play normal? I mean, how do you attack the Panthers' offense if you're the Jags' defense and Mike Caldwell? Well, I think first and foremost, you look at the quarterback and then you look at his weapons. Last week with Mike Evans and um, Godwin, Godwin. Two legit dogs. I mean, I'm talking good players. Arguably one of the best tandems in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. Okay, this week, does DJ Chark and Adam Thielen rank up there somewhere around Mike Evans and Godwin? No. No. They don't really strike fear. So However, you, Chark will have a little extra something this week. You well, know, I mean, it's been, revenge game. been kind of a number of years since he's been here. I think that probably faded a little bit. Anyway. He's just trying to perform well to have a job for next year. True. Uh, so I, I think you, you can pressure a young quarterback in this situation because his ability to get rid of the ball in a timely fashion has not shown to be there. And the receivers that he has don't scare you. So, but here's the other thing. You got some issues that you need to clean up a little bit as well. Okay, last time I checked, okay, Tyson Campbell didn't have a great game this past week. Didn't finish the game. Didn't the finish way. the game for some reason. Yeah. Uh, is it uh, maybe letting him get rested up for whatever, the next week? Whatever it was, he wasn't on the field. What I saw. At the end of the game. What I saw, Mike Evans took him to school a little bit. Yeah. Okay, and if you're getting taken to school, then you need to come home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so I, I think Tyson was taken out of that ball game um, because of that. Well, let's see if he can get a little bit better this week. It's been it's been a while since he's played. He's had soft tissue injuries with that's the right. hamstring and the quad, and that's not easy to come back from. I'm not trying to make light of a situation if players get injured. It's not easy to come back, especially at that position. You're on an island, and you need to have your wheels. And if your wheels ain't running, sometimes it's hard to perform. Darius Williams on the other side, I got complete confidence in him. I think he's playing pretty well, one of the better corners in the league. And so you can match up with this Carolina team pretty good. So, yes, you can bring pressure and affect a young quarterback in Bryce Young, and I expect them to. I don't expect them to do it all the time because that's just not how this team yeah, – right. they can't do that. Mm -hmm. But I will say this. The interior of the Jaguars' defensive line has been lacking all season long in productivity of affecting the passer. That's got to change this week, and here's why I say that. The center and the two guards for the Carolina Panthers are not great. The, again, I'm going to repeat this. The center and the two guards 
for the Carolina Panthers are not great. Okay. You need to win at that at that positions or those positions you've got to win. The right guard for the Carolina Panthers, Nash Jensen, a rookie from North Dakota State, started like the last three or four games for them. I would bench the coach that said that he's going to start. Wow. He's been that, he was that bad. Aggressive. The center for the Carolina Panthers, Bozeman. Now, look, I know he's an Alabama guy, JP. I don't want to get your feelings hurt. I don't care. You sure? Yeah, I don't care. He's not very good. Okay. Okay, the left guard, Cade Mace. Not very good. Wow. That's Tackles are okay. Okay. Tackles are okay. Uh, Equanu. And then at right tackle, Moten. Pretty good players. Not great players, but good players. Solid players. But the inside... I mean, that's where you you gotta you gotta belly up to the bar and and, uh, and get get some food. Who we counting eat. on? Who we counting on in the interior? Roy Robertson Harris. Where's Roy at? Foley Fadikasi. Got to see on chest, right? Yeah. Come on, see. Foley Fadikasi. Step it up. Devon Hamilton. Step it up. Hadn't been playing very well. I, mean, I know Coach said he played a little bit better, but I mean, look, the reality is that a little bit better is not where he needs to be. You know, I and mean, he's still trying to fight back from injury. I mean, those guys, the, the guys that you mentioned, they've got to step up, okay? Because here's how it works. When you get into critical moments, your A players, the players that you've, you've paid money to, okay, and it's, I'm not saying it's about the money, but when you it's get paid to play, professional football, yes, that's it what is. it is. You're Absolutely. paid to perform. When, when, when you have big moments, big games, your top players need to perform like top players. And that's not asking too much. Put Josh Allen in that mix, too. I mean, he Josh kind of got stifled last week. He has, yeah, he had one tackle in the game. Um, Tristan Wirfs handled him. And he hasn't and had a sack since week 13, and he's still a sack away from tying Calais Campbell's single-season sack record for the Jags. He's, Allen is at 13-and-a-half. The record's 14-and-a-half. And, you know, it, got to finish this season strong on a great note here. And How about breaking the record at home? He's had a fantastic season. And to finish it off the right way the last two weeks would be big for him. Love to see him get, this team. get the season sack record at home in front of the home fans. But, that you you know, on defense, he's probably the number one of those guys. He's He is your he is your top dog. He's got to no play doubt. big top in this dog. game. I don't top, care how good the tackle Top dog. Are. And, look, I'm not – I'm not trying to criticize him for his performance last week because he's been the one guy that week in and week out you have been able to depend on. Yeah. And sometimes the guy on the other side of the ball, he gets paid pretty well too. It's true. And Tristan Wirfs, by the way, is one of the best left tackles in football. He's really good, really good football player. And Josh typically has a lot of, a lot of power in affecting the pocket, kind of that speed to power where he's got inside power. Tristan Wirth shut it down. Tristan Wirth shut it down. Want to be that game wrecker? This is a game to, this, to wreck <laughs> right, right here. Okay. 95-41. Want to make sure I get all these numbers right. 94-23-32. Okay. 31. All these guys on defense, okay, that, that are your A players, got to play well. Got to play like A players. And on offense, we're going to see who's playing. First, yeah, <laughs> I guess we will. It's a little bit of a question mark. That yeah, is a big one. Uh, PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jags, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIProductions.com. In a moment, Kai Stevens in studio with us. We'll get her thoughts on the week that has been around 
the Miller Electric Center ahead of Week 17. The Panthers and the Jaguars coming up Sunday at 1 o'clock. And Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. quicker maybe than some people um, and then just you know our training staff does a great job our medical team I think we have great plans for coming back and you know being able to get back quickly I think they've done a great job of just you know taking me through different protocols and strengthening whatever it is treatment strengthening all those things to stay on top of it um, I think that's part of it too is preparing your body a certain way to where you limit injuries but when they do come up you kind of minimize them. So I think it's a mixture of all those things. That's the quarterback, of course, uh, Trevor Lawrence earlier this week. And welcome back. It is Jaguars Happy Hour brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Panthers, Jaguars coming up in week 17. One o'clock kickoff time at the bank. Fan appreciation game. Plenty going on uh, during the game. We'll see if Trevor Lawrence is uh, out there on the field. No uh, word as of yet, but uh, has not been out there, at least in the open portions of practice this week. Uh, the full injury report coming up in just a little bit. Kai Stevens joining us in studio now here on 1010XL 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube. We are all the places, Kai. Good afternoon. All of them. Nice to see you. Yeah, nice to see you too. And uh, let's see if we'll see Trevor Lawrence. That's uh, priority number one. I know. Um, this one feels a little bit different, at least to me. It just Obviously, it's just throwing shoulder right and with everything we've seen so far in terms of just what he's been dealing with with injuries, I think at least this one just doesn't quite – it's different, right? It's your career. It's your throwing shoulder. You have to be careful with that sort of thing. And what we've seen in terms of him not doing great when he doesn't practice. He's just not – there's a lot of people that need to be involved – physically doing it you can be there and see it but if you're not the one doing it and what we've seen from him so far I think he's someone that really benefits from getting those reps in practice and we've seen the disconnect when he does not practice reps are everything I mean he's still a young quarterback and sometimes yeah. we forget that yeah and here's the other thing his receivers are young too yep so if you've got a quarterback who let's say is in your eight nine ten Okay, if he misses a little practice time, not that big of a deal. But Trevor, 24 years old, year three, year two in the system, those reps are still incredibly important, especially with receivers that he hasn't had a lot of reps with. Yeah, I mean, Ridley's 29, but, you know, time on task is not as, you know, he's been out for a couple of years. And then this season is, you know, trying to get things going. And, and without him on the field together a lot on the practice field, then it – a lot of times doesn't translate to the game, whether it's a route, whether it's uh, the timing of a throw, um, just little nuances of this mm -hmm. offense. It's hard to show up on game day, and then all of a sudden they disappear on game day. They might have gone well when they've had a chance to practice, and that's the other concern is that they aren't making it to the game field, Kai. I think sometimes we forget, or at least the last month or so, we've been caught up in that losing streak and kind of the mentality of all of that. But, like, even when the team was winning, we were constantly saying, oh, the offense is going to get there. Like, they're going to get there at some point. We never really saw them fully functioning, full blast, great running game, 
a good game from Trevor wide receiver. Like we never saw what we were hoping to see in the preseason. So now that they've gotten off task and they've lost four games in a row, it's even more blatant that they had to figure that out and they never really did. So now without that, and then without your quarterback practicing, I think that that is an issue there. That's why sometimes I think, I feel like CJ Beathard might be a little bit better for you this week. I don't know if he will end up playing or not. I'm sure they'll make that decision on Sunday, but he has a lot of reps with a lot of the players that you're relying on at this point, right? The Parker Washingtons of the world. He has a decent connection with Ridley from when they've been practicing, um, you know, Tim Jones, whoever's going to be out there. He always is doing reps with them anyway. And now that they're all in first team, they're doing reps of course this week. So I feel like that might be the best chance for you this weekend, but obviously if Trevor can go, he will go. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And uh, it, this one feels a little different. And maybe I say this every time that he gets hurt, but this one feels a little different. shoulder. That's <laughs> I, thought, yeah. I yeah. thought it was different going back. Okay, he had the knee. And, okay, when he had the knee, I'm like, yeah, he probably will be okay. Okay, but then the ankle, I was like, eh, I don't think he's going to play. Well, now this, is this I think, is even more different than the ankle just because it's a it's a throwing shoulder so I don't know how this is going to play out I, I do know one thing if I'm if I'm the offensive line coach and I'm the offensive coordinator I'm developing a game plan that's going to be more focused on the big guys up front doing better running the football to take the pressure whoever's playing take the pressure off of whoever's playing quarterback and, uh, and I'm kind of in agreement with Kai. And then I think, you know, maybe you could be a little bit better with CJ. And, I, and the reason I say that, if he's taking the reps and Trevor's had knee, ankle, shoulder now, and how concussion good he was can out, be? Like, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Can't expect him to be Superman. I mean, the, the, the guy for Carolina that's got 95, he's Superman. Trevor's not <laughs> Superman. <Derek Brown. laughs> so right. this is, this is going to be an interesting week. I think, and, and how do the Carolina Panthers approach it? How, how do they view this? Do they prepare or are they preparing for Trevor or are they preparing for CJ? Or do they just say, you know what, we're just preparing for their offense? I don't know. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, because at some point, you know, Beathard, can he make the same kind of throws that Trevor could make in this offense? If called upon, there's probably some that he is limited on. Let's put it that way, right? But do you need him this week necessarily? Right. Is this the week where you can pare it down and and run the ball a bunch? Or, hey, if all of a sudden Carolina's up 14 and then that goes out the window again. Well, look, here's the fact. CJ's a backup. For a reason. So he can't do everything that Trevor can do when Trevor's healthy. And here's the other thing I will say. I'll take C.J. Beathard. Okay, over a young, inexperienced, first overall pick quarterback right now. Bryce Young. Right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right now. I'll yeah. take I'll take CJ. Okay, let's we're trying to figure out who's gonna win. Okay. Jaguars with CJ Beathard, if let's say he's starting this week against Bryce Young. I'm taking CJ Beathard. I am. Okay. Bryce Young has not impressed me that much. You know, here's the fact of the matter. In the last 10 games, the Carolina Panthers have had over 300 yards twice. And everybody, since he had 30-point game and it came back and made a game competitive against the Green Bay Packers, like, oh, yeah, Bryce Young's arrived. He's great. <laughs> no. No, he's had, had three over 300 yards, but twice in the last 10 games. His best output actually was earlier in the year when he had his head coach still. Well, then now the owner went off and fired the head coach, who was the offensive mind because he can't control his temper. 
and he's mad because his quarterback's not playing as well as the quarterback down in Houston. So the Carolina Panthers are in a little bit of a train wreck. I don't want to say dumpster fire, but it's a bit of a wreck right now. <laughs> don't lose to a team that's in a little bit of a wreck. Yeah. What's the difference in a train wreck and a dumpster fire? I mean, it's dumpster fire. Dumpster, fi- right? dumpster fire is you everything. Oh, way, right? worse. Dumpster, way worse. Have you ever been on a train that's been in a wreck? I don't think you want to be on that. No. But I also don't want to be in a f- dumpster, dumpster that's on fire. No. Yeah. Okay. Either one's unpleasant. Yes. JP, in, in, in the rank of things, dumpster fire is like way worse, worse than, than a really? train wreck. Yeah. yeah. You're not riding that train, apparently. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tonight, Jaguars all-access television, Strings Sports Brewery. If you're in town for the Gator Bowl, Go check them out tonight. It's just up the road in Springfield, about a mile, two miles away. Quick little mm. Uber drive and or a cab or whatever. Get up there and uh, take the rental car. Go and, and let, uh, let, me, let me make a recommendation. Yes. The the uh, Alabama white <laughs> wings, chicken wings. Yeah. Okay, so I'm surprised they have any left, Jeff, because okay. I feel like you're getting them every. Single so here, week. here's tr- here's a true story. So last week I talked to the wife, you know, yeah. before for the show and she's like what do you want to do for dinner i said how about if i bring some of these wings home i was telling you about and she's like okay that'd be fine so i bring them home and literally we never left the kitchen counter just ate them right out of the box eating them right yeah. out of the box okay so tonight what does she want for dinner wings she wants wings but she said can you ask for just flats and can you have them are you a flat woman after my own heart you wow. tara gets it yes <laughs> and she said can you have them put a little side container it's of the dip. alabama white sauce <laughs> wow so that's what we're having for dinner tonight. I can't Flats wait. Only. She's hooked. She's Good hooked. Good stuff. The best wings I've ever had. So uh, the show's at 7 o'clock tonight. Jaguars All Access. Who's the guest tonight? Antonio Johnson is with us tonight. Rookie defensive back. Yes. I talked to him for off the field last week. He's so great, and he's very um, – I mean, a lot of the rookies in this class are really smart. He's someone that – he was hurt a little bit in training camp, right? So he kind of worked his way in. And I think that's to his benefit because, obviously, they wanted to kind of use him as the nickel and, and work him in that way. And I think – by being hurt in the beginning, he was able to kind of absorb the being a pro section while he wasn't playing. And then now that he's playing more and kind of he started last week, like kind of working his way in there. Um, I think that's really helped his progression this year. I've been impressed with what he's been able to do and kind of just his maturity so far. And obviously he was someone that kind of dropped in the draft, right? Because um, for some reason, for some reason, totally unknown to me, um, guys, a stud. people thought he was going to go a lot earlier. So I think he's been, he's been great. And yeah, I think he, he'll be good to talk. He was to. A, a safety at Texas A&M that played nickel. And the NFL, if, you got, if you're a safety and you can play a little bit of corner or nickel, I mean, you've got value. And for some reason, he dropped. The Jaguars were able to get him in the fifth round. And good to go back to training camp a little bit. I remember in training camp, I was going, who's, who's that guy, 26? Pretty good. <laughs> and so I started to ask some of the coaches. And I was like, am I seeing what I'm seeing? And they're, they were, like, literally so complimentary of him in every facet. Defense, special teams, work ethic, everything. And I was like, wow. And uh, Heath was uh, totally fired up about him on special teams. And he's he's their gunner on punt team. Uh, And, by the way, big loss this week, Daniel Thomas going down with the broken arm. I don't know who they're going to replace him with. But Antonio Johnson is very similar to Kyle Hamilton of the Baltimore Ravens. And that's – 
I'm not trying praise. to put him yes. up into that class yet, but he's got a lot of similarities, the traits, the length, the speed, the ability to play nickel. And uh, I'm excited about him. He physically already looks like he's kind of there. And then obviously the more time he gets, the more reps he gets. I've, I've been impressed with his play so far. This is this might be the best fifth round draft pick in, in a long time here. Telvin Smith Telvin was a fifth was a round fifth pick. Rounder, yeah. Telvin he's is in that class because Telvin was fantastic for started, a number of years. Started for a long time. Uh, Kai, hey, well done. Enjoy strings tonight. Thanks, guys. It's Kai Stevens joining us in studio. That's uh, 7 o'clock at String Sports Brewery tonight. We're back with the injury report. And then at 5 o'clock, it's the Doug Peterson Show. We'll hear from the Jaguars head coach in studio and Fred Taylor on his Hall of Fame finalist nod. That's all coming up. It's Jaguars Happy Hour brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. I've had conversations with players the last couple of days and, and guys are still locked in and focused and they, they know, listen, I might've said this after the game. I mean, it's not like they're going out there and trying to, you know, make these mistakes, right? I mean, um, you know, we just have to be more aware of what's happening. Um, and, and as coaches, we got to keep continuing to coach them up and, and put them in, put our players in, in positions to be, uh, to be successful on game day. So uh, I don't, I don't feel like they're, uh, you know, tuning out at, uh, you know, at all. There you have it, the head coach, Doug Peterson, on Tuesday. And uh, welcome back. It is Jaguars Happy Hour brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars Happy Hour on 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube. We'll hear from Doug in, uh, oh, about 10 minutes on the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network in this very studio We'll get his thoughts on the week that has been and what's ahead for the Jags. A huge ball game, obviously. The Jaguars at 8-7, and seven, trying to fend off the Texans and the Colts in the AFC South. Trying to fend off themselves, too. That's been a big reason for the four-game losing skid for the Jags uh, up to this point. Time for the injury report presented by Baptist Health and the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute, the official sports medicine provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's get right to it, Logs, and... Same exact report as yesterday, in fact. And we'll start with C.J. Beathard, full both days with a left shoulder issue. Tyson Campbell with a finger issue now, limited both days. Andre Sisco still with a groin issue, limited both days of practice, the safety. Offensive lineman Ezra Cleveland with a knee issue, limited both days of practice. Zay Jones with a knee and a hamstring issue, limited both days. Trevor Lawrence has not practiced either day this week. Walker Little, hamstring, limited both days, the tackle. Tackle Cam Robinson's uh, window to practice open this week with a knee injury. He is limited both days, but he seemed positive in the locker room talking to him yesterday. Brenton Strange, tight end, foot injury, limited both days. That's the Jaguars list. Just a, a little side note here. The, the last time that Cam Robinson had to have or did have one week of practice prior to starting – the results were pretty good. Remember, the, the game in London was his first right. start. Yeah, well, the and, second game in London. Exactly, yes. the game against Buffalo. Yeah. And I was very concerned about his performance and what it would be because 
He wasn't around practicing, wasn't able to get the reps until just that week. So how would his performance be? He played really well. I remember there was a sack fumble right before halftime, right, that, uh, from the left side. That but was like overall, the one blemish. I, mean, yeah. I thought he was really solid. That's right. Really solid. And he's physical. So he ran the ball. Yeah, with a veteran guy, I think, he, you know, look, you kind of got a little bit of history to, to, to kind of look back on and say, okay, how, how might he play under this circumstance where well, he's been there and it's been pretty good. So, And also the fact that Walker Little's been hobbled a little bit. If Cam can be ready to play this week, I would feel really good about that. I think that would help this offense out. Cam seems to have a little bit of energy that he brings to this offense, especially, uh, especially when it kind of needs a little bit of swagger, you know, a little bit of – Leadership, you know, which just I think every team when you're in a four-game losing streak, you always need a little bit of extra leadership, and I think he's going to provide some of that. It'd be nice to see. Uh, there's no doubt about that, and uh, they just got to get something jump-started here on this offense, no matter who's under center, and that's the, obviously the big question of the week, Trevor Lawrence or C.J. Beathard, and uh, Lawrence has not practiced this week with a shoulder injury, a throwing so, shoulder. So C.J. Beathard, mm-hmm. if he plays, okay, looking at – his numbers, 2-10 and 10 as a starter. His last start was on January 3rd of 2021. And that was when he was with the San Francisco 49ers. He lost. His last win was the day after Christmas in 2020, which he beat Arizona at Arizona. And he had a 125 quarterback rating. And he threw three touchdowns, did not have an interception. That's the kind of game you'd like to see out of him if he if he ends up being the guy. But that's uh, it's encouraging that he has the ability to have a game like that. Yeah, I mean you don't have to, you know, light up the stat sheet. You just gotta. No, but manage. I'm all for it. I'd be great. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be all for I'm it all too. For it. <laughs> We'd take it. I'm not gonna send it back. But you know, hey. Um, Get this offense moving a little bit and let you know, lean on some of these other guys to help you. Hey, real quick, I didn't hear you say Anton Harrison on, he's the, not injury on the report. He's not on the injury report. Okay, left the game against against the Bucks. had yeah. a back, kind of glute, whatever it was. Yeah, he's not on the Not list. on the report? Okay, not on that's, here. that's positive. That's it's a good. good. Sign. And here, here's why I say that that's positive. Brian Burns is an outside edge rusher for the Carolina Panthers, and he is their leading sacker, I believe. Uh, what does he have, like six sacks or something like that? Because they don't have a Somewhere whole in there, yeah. ton of sacks. Okay, I got the number six right here. Half, six No, he's got six. Yeah. Uh, Luvu, the inside linebacker, who, by the way, is a dynamic blitzer. I mean, I mean, really good blitzer. is second on the team with five and a half. But the reason I bring that up about Anton Harrison, because Burns is their best pass rusher. Burns stays on the defensive left side. So that's the, that's the matchup that Anton Harrison would draw as their best pass rusher. And I think Anton's athleticism, footwork, can totally negate Brian Burns. I feel totally confident in that matchup this week. feel really good about that. I like that. I don't feel good about a couple other matchups. Well, I mean, we don't have to go down But I feel really that. good about that We can one. go down that path next if you'd like. Well, we can, but just wanted to mention that because, I mean, look. Yeah, it's good. Last week left the game. He's on the list. You know, week. offensive line hurt. It's great. Not on the list. That's all positive stuff. It is the final home game of the regular season, and it's all about Jags fans this week. Join us in celebrating the best fans in the NFL this Sunday for the fan appreciation game. Jaguars.com slash tickets. Or call 904-633-2000 and secure your seats now for the 
Panthers and the Jaguars with a 1 o'clock kickoff time. And uh, the Jaguars uh, trying to snap this four-game skid and remain in first place in the AFC South. A win combined with a Texans and Colts loss Sunday. The Jaguars would secure the AFC South title and a playoff berth this week. Either way, if they win and then win next week, they secure the division, no matter if the other teams win on Sunday. But it can be clinched as early as this week. Or the Jags could be in a precarious situation in the AFC playoff race if they fall this week and both those teams win. Uh-oh. The division is out because those two teams, the Texans and Colts, play each other next week. And that would be a de facto championship game in the AFC South. And then you're hoping for a wild card spot, likely the number seven seed. Do you think that's possible? Let me just hypothetically, let's say that they are going for that wild card spot. Who, who are the other teams? That are in that race. Okay, so we're looking... Because I don't think it's likely. It's it's interesting, right? Because you have tiebreakers against some of these teams. That some would of be them. in play. Well, it'd be the Pittsburgh. other division teams, right? Whoever loses the division, uh, in, in the case of it's the Texans and Colts, the Jags right. have a tiebreaker against them, right? Um, Pittsburgh, Jaguars have uh, the tiebreaker against the Steelers because they beat them head-to-head. Right. Cincinnati's also 8-7. and seven. So, okay, and then Buffalo's 9-6. and six. They If they falter, they're kind of in it, but the Jags have the tiebreaker against Buffalo. But yeah, they're but they're, they're 9-6. Right it doesn't matter. I mean, but if, if for some reason the Jaguars, yeah, that's that's kind of where they are right now. Yeah, because uh, the teams that are, I mean, basically, it's going to be interesting now. Here's the fact Cleveland's of the matter. 10-5. Yeah, hey, Here's the fact of the up. matter, JP. you got to be the worst team in football at home. Yes, we're aware of that. You can talk about all the other scenarios, but, you know, here's the thing. Do you even want to talk about that if you can't beat the worst team in football at home? I just say that, look, you take figure, care of your own business. Figure it out. Take care of your own business. Then and it don't you, matter. And if you can't, if you end up losing five in a row down the stretch, okay, and you lose to the worst team in football, you don't – you don't deserve to go, probably. I mean, in theory, though, they could still go, right? I mean, that's possible. Possible. But, um, and you always want to go. Oh, absolutely. You always, always want to go, go. Because if you go, you're going to have a home playoff game. And you, you want to see the, the division. Fans, if you win the division. Right. You want to see the fans have that. But the other thing you would like to do is generate a little momentum going into the playoffs. So here you go. Here's an opportunity. Okay. First game out, you got the worst team in football, you got them at home. Okay. Last game of the year. Okay, there's an opportunity to go on the road and beat a division rival at their place to generate more momentum going into the playoffs. We are moments away from the Doug Peterson Show. We'll get the head coach's thoughts about it in studio in just moments. Thanks to Kai Stevens. For Jeff Loggin, I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thank you for listening to Jaguars Happy Hour.